What's up, guys, and welcome to Luke's Mind Power Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Mindpower, and today, with my special guests, you're in for a treat of extraordinary, enlightening conversations, motivation, positive energy, and empowering inspiration so that you can live your life the way it was meant to be lived. You are not alone, and your happiness, healing, and personal growth is just one decision away. And this could be the episode that sparks your soul. We got this. Let's go, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Luke's Mind Power podcast. This is Luke Mind Power. It is a blessing to be here with you today. I hope you're having a great day. Man, I'm going to start off with uh, gratitude attitude because for, for many, many of us, we are very unaware of the power of gratitude and why it is so important in our lives. Now, one thing I've learned over the last three years, not only is gratitude a big key for positivity and a big key for self-awareness in this personal development space. I want to touch on that because, because the gratitude attitude is something that we definitely we definitely miss. We definitely uh, focus a lot on what we don't have in our lives. And this is the challenge because we live in these really, really strong paradigms that we have uh, created. And everything that we've experienced in our life and everything that we've gone through in our lives has created this reality that we have in our lives right now. And so it's very unconscious. A lot of our lives are unconscious. A lot of the things that we do every single day is on autopilot. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. So gratitude is so powerful simply because it's positivity. You know, being grateful every single day, whether it's uh, doing it in the morning, recognizing what you're actually doing, bringing yourself back to that self-awareness, bringing yourself back to that conscious state. You know, one thing that reminds me even all the time about gratitude is, for example, I just had some lunch with my mom and my dad and I'm eating. And my mom, after five minutes of me getting into my food, decides to say a prayer and give thanks to God for the food. And even though I'm not religious, that automatically brings me back to the present moment to say, hey, you're eating food, be grateful for what you have. You know, because it's so easy for us to just unconsciously eat, right? We're eating because we're hungry and we're just so used to doing it. But in the moment, we're not really grateful, are we? We're just, oh, I'm hungry. So the ego is like, give me food. Go and eat that food. So I just want to touch on that because what happens when you focus on the things that you do have, it allows you to raise your vibration. You feel better about life. You're more conscious and you want to do more when you feel good. It's very easy for us, again, like I said, to live in this unconscious autopilot state where we're not aware of the things that we have around us. And that is a challenge for many of us. 
And I've learned over the last three years. And that's why every day when I wake up, look at myself in the mirror and I say, wow, it's a blessing to be alive, right? It's a blessing to be alive because many people didn't wake up this morning, right? So super important. Just a reminder today for you, if you're listening, be grateful for what you have. Because when you're grateful for what you have in your life, when you can focus on everything that you have, you know, whether it's your mobile phone, whether it's the car you drive, whether it's the fact that you've got legs and, and, and arms and you, you can wash your dishes, you can write, you can type, simple things like that. The fact that your legs are walking, you're able to walk. Some people can't walk, they're in a wheelchair. It's really powerful stuff. And just bringing yourself back to that awareness is so huge. Um, so before I get deeper into this episode of the Luke's Mind Power podcast, I wanted to start with that gratitude attitude because it's a really, really powerful, powerful way to, to grow, uh, to be more positive in life. Because when you focus on what you do have, you will have so much more. Uh, so I've, uh, you know, I've grown a lot over the last three years. You know, that's been my personal development journey. Uh, since my grandmother passed away in um, April, no, it was February 2018. So, you know, it's one month away from three years. And for me, that was a pinnacle moment. Um, it was kind of like, you know, I had this epiphany uh, or this spiritual awakening when I returned from, from Poland with my dad uh, from, from her funeral. And I decided that, you know what, it's time for me to grow. It's time for me to stop using drugs and give up alcohol and move out of my apartment. Uh, you know, for many years, I was really seeking purpose. I was seeking more. I was confused. I, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And a lot of my relationships that I was in were there for a reason to teach me that the person that I was looking for for many, many years the person that I was looking for for many, many years was the person in the mirror, the person that we don't realize and the person that we forget most of the time is ourselves, you know? And so I was going through all these different relationships and I was wondering why I'm not meeting the right person, why I'm constantly giving so much love and affection and wanting things to work, but they just weren't working. And uh, the one person that I was missing was myself, you know, and I wanted other people to give me the love that I was seeking. And I thought that if someone gives me the love, if, if I get that person, if I find that right person in my life, then I'm going to be happy. Right. Um, and, and it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to be happy within yourself first. You have to love you. You have to like you. Right. And, and it's amazing how the universe kept pushing me back and saying, Luke, you're never going to find the right one because you haven't found yourself, right? You're toxic, right? You still got uh, a lot of healing to do within yourself. And there's a higher purpose for you. There's a higher calling. You know, if you're struggling with something and you think that, uh, why is my journey? Why is my life harder? It's because you're calling Your calling is higher. No lie. But again, you know what? Everything in your life, it's all about believing. You know, 
if you don't believe that you can grow, if you don't believe you can be successful, if you don't believe you're ever going to find love in your life, well, you're never going to find it. That's how powerful it is. It's your mindset. It's having faith. It's having hope. You know, it's believing. And that belief within yourself will take you miles and miles and miles further away from where you are right now in your life. So uh, I wanted to, I want to go into a lot in this episode, simply because over the last eight weeks, I've grown a following on TikTok of over 70,000 people. Uh, you know, I've created this new alter ego character whose name is Hot Hans. He's from Austria and he's a really funny guy and people are really loving him. And, um, and you know, it, it all comes down to one thing and that's confidence. You know, I, I look at myself 12 months ago and I think to myself, why didn't you do this 12 months ago? And I was like, because I didn't have that self-confidence. I still wasn't sure who I was. I don't think that I would be going to the beach or walking into petrol stations or getting out in public and wearing that kind of clothes, right? Even though like I look at that kind of fashion and I'm like, man, I love those shorts. I love the the, the shirt and having it tucked in, but it's just a, a part of me that doesn't care what other people think. And that's a part of the originality of the character and, and the message and philosophy behind that is about not caring what other people think, being original, not being a copy, and just doing you. And that's something that we don't do. A lot of us don't do that in life because we're held back because we, we're afraid to we're afraid to be judged. We're afraid of what other people think of us. And we really hold on to other people's opinions. And if I was to hold on to other people's opinions, for example, my family, right? The people that you love that are closest to you, that is going to hold you back from being authentic, being real and doing what you really know is the right thing to do in your life that, that, that makes you feel happy, that, that makes you feel alive, that makes you, you know that, hey, I want to do this because I enjoy it and, it's, and, and it makes me happy. That's the biggest part of what we're missing in our lives is really owning our truth and doing what makes us happy and what we want to do entirely. That's what it's about, your truth right? But we are, we are stunted because of the connection, let's say, that we have built with the people around us. And as soon as we maybe think about the right, think about a decision to, 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 to make in our lives and move forward in doing something that possibly we have an idea on or we like or enjoy, the first thing that happens is in our mind, there's this voice that comes up and says, oh, don't do that. Imagine what your mom's going to think of you. Don't do that. Imagine what your friends are going to say. They're going to laugh at you. Don't, don't, um, that's a stupid thought, you know, because you care so much about the people around you and what they're going to think of you. And so this is a part of this alter ego character. You know, I know already that there are people watching me and it's family um, and it's probably friends as well that probably are looking at Luke and going, man, this guy's going through a midlife crisis or he's con completely confused of who he is and what he's doing. Right. Cause I've gone from uh, it, it looks like I've gone from being a speaker, a, co a coach, personal development coach, uh, someone who inspires, someone who so shows up on social media and spreads a lot of love and positivity, all of a sudden now he's doing comedy 
and you can go, what the hell is going on with this guy? And all that's going on is that he's being himself. He's being authentic. He's being real, right? And he's showing up as his, as his authentic self. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. And it's a beautiful thing for me to connect with people globally with this character because he doesn't speak. He's just funny the way he is. And, and if you don't speak English, you can still understand it. And that's amazing because I get it. So not everybody can understand English when I speak. If you're watching this uh, on TikTok, for example, and you're listening to me speak and you're from a country that doesn't speak English and you don't know how to speak English, but you watch my videos because they're funny and you connect with it. And that's amazing. You know, it's a dream of mine to be able to connect with the world, um, no matter where you're from, what language you speak, what religion you are, and be able to make you feel good, positive, empowered, have a laugh. It's a blessing. So, um, you know, for anyone out there that may be judging me or um, not understanding who I am or whatever, it's all confidence, baby. You know, it's all confidence in being your true self owning yourself, not giving a shit what anyone thinks about you and allowing people to have their opinions and judgments because regardless of whether you do what you honestly should be doing or you don't, you're going to get judged regardless. So the more that you can allow that to, to, to and more that you can let go of that, the more that you can free yourself from the shackles that are holding you down. You know, some of us are in handcuffs. Some of us, are our legs are in shackles because we're allowing the world to control us. We're influenced by the people around us. And uh, that's the message that I am bringing out now with, uh, you know, trying to be and grow into the version of yourself that you really, really should be because it's very easy for us to get stuck and be stagnant and complacent with the life journey that we're in because we allow other people around us to really control our lives. And, um, and it is, it's a, it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. This has taken me three years to get to where I'm at, you know, even with my podcast. Now I'm on up to episode number 70 or 71 and it's consistency. It's, it's showing up. It's putting in the work, you know, a lot of people can start things and do it for a couple of weeks or three or four months, and then they drop off. But all that really, really shows is that it's really not your purpose. It's really not within you that you're going to continue doing it. And that is not a bad thing. The purpose of that in realizing that is saying, well, you know what? I tried something. I gave it a go and I'm not feeling it. For example, uh, last year before I started really pushing myself on TikTok, I went through a quick phase where I thought that, you know, I want to bring out my rap, my rap, my rapping music, because I really love to rap. And so I started an Instagram profile, I put myself on TikTok, and I started rapping and doing that. I did that for about two and a half, three weeks. I still have those profiles, but I haven't given that any time and affection, because and attention, because I felt it. And I realized that it's a passion, but it's not my purpose at this stage in my life. And I had to kind of let that go. But the point of it is, is that I took action and I tried it, right? And this is the whole part of self-discovery. You have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to try things. You have to be willing to continuously do different things to see whether or not it really connects with you. Because if it doesn't connect with you, you're just going to drop off and you'll slow down and you'll go, yeah, I've got to focus on other things because I've got other priorities. So don't be afraid to try different things. 
just like I have with this new Hans character. I tried something different. People connected with it. I connected with it. And I was like, wow, look at the impact that this character is making. So many people are connected with this guy, with this alter ego of mine, with this funny bloke that I've created. And they love him. You know, and that is just amazing for me to be able to connect with people and make people laugh, not just motivation and inspiration, not just through my podcast, uh, through my YouTube channel, through my Instagram, but on a different level. And that's a blessing. So for me to get here, I want to share with you my story, my journey, because I know that there's so many new people that have connected with Luke Mindpower and don't know my story and you don't know what I've gone through and you, you're thinking to yourself, who is this guy and how did he get to where he's at and why should I listen to him? And I want to know more, right? Because there's a lot of episodes in this podcast that you can listen to, but I thought it's time for me to show up and for you guys to really connect with me on a deeper level to understand where I'm at, how I got here and maybe how I can help you grow your life, get you into that power place, because this is where I'm at. I'm in a really, really conscious, powerful, self-aware, positive state of mind. And I just radiate positive energy because I have so much love for myself because I've built myself up so much because I've invested in myself over the last three years. Am I sitting here saying that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. You know, I have my struggles, I have my challenges that I go through personally, but this is part of the life experience. And as I started at the beginning, gratitude, attitude, it definitely helps you even when you're going through something difficult, you know? So how did I get here? And let's go back, let's go back a little bit. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my uh, life, for example, Let's talk about insecurity and, and having low self-confidence. Growing up for me was challenging. I grew up being very skinny, lanky. I remember my mum always telling me to eat more food because if I don't eat, then you know, um, you know, you're going to be too skinny. You need to eat more to put on weight. And all these kind of uh, um, life experiences, you know, your, your upbringing and how your parents raised you, it's not your fault. And they didn't necessarily bring you up in a way to bring you down. They just did their best to love you and to nurture you and to give you what they believed was right. So at no uh, point now do I look back at my parents on how they raised me and think they did a bad job. No, they raised me the best way that they could. But it's up to you now and it's up to me now to look back at my life and go, okay, what did I go through? Why am I so, why was I so insecure? Why was I so low on self-confidence? Why did I care so much about what people thought of me? Because I used to, you know, wear really baggy clothes because I wanted to hide my body, right? I didn't have that self-confidence in myself to be able to present myself because I looked really lanky and skinny. And when I compare myself to others, I was different. Right? And now let me hit the nail on the head. Because you compare yourself to others, so you don't feel good enough. 
And so you try to change yourself. And this is the reality of life. This is the reality. And it's such an unconscious paradigm that we have formed over years of life that we don't even realize that we constantly unconsciously it's a destructive habit of comparing our lives to others and so there you are comparing yourself to others not feeling like you're good enough and not loving yourself for who you really are because you look at social media because you allow the external world right to portray a message to you to say, if you don't look like this, or if you don't have that, or if you're not as successful as this person, then you ain't good enough and you ain't shit. So become like that so that then you can be accepted. So then you can receive validation. So then you can receive credit from others to say, oh, wow, look at how you look. You know, oh, you know, even like, like, physical appearance it's so big you know if you have a if you have big boobs if you have a six pack if you have a big ass or whatever it is right you you feel better about yourself and then others look at you and you get more attention for example females to guys guys see that naturally it's the external it's the physical side and they're like oh my god she's so hot because she's got big boobs right but that's not really who you are and that's, you know, I'm not judging anyone who has uh, breast implants or anything like that. I'm just using it as, as an example, because in reality, look, I believe do what makes you happy. You know, if that's, if that's you and you feel like doing that and that makes you feel better about yourself, I have no judgment against you, right? But it, in reality, especially from a male's point of view, you know, a lot of the time our vision is completely exterior. That's what we see right? We see the exterior and just automatically, right? Within a five seconds, if you've got a really attractive face and you have that sex appeal, we judge you straight away, but we don't know who the hell you are. We just look at you and go, oh, she's hot, right? So that self-awareness part of my journey of having that low self-confidence, low self-esteem, asking my mom when I was like 14, hey, mom, I want to play soccer for this soccer team. And my mom said, you can't play for that team because you're too skinny. And if you play, you're going to break your bones. And again, that kind of a thing has stuck with me for my whole life, right? It's, it made me feel inferior. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough. I couldn't play, you know? So I, I, I have to put forward to you that you know it's a process of stopping and reflecting and going back to your childhood because a lot of the times the reason why we're so insecure and we don't feel good enough is because we haven't given ourselves attention we haven't healed our inner child and our inner child is still hurting it's still traumatized it still uh, wants that attention from you not from others, from you. And, and so when I hold on to that insecurity, when I hold on to that low self-confidence, that also in my relationships over the last 10 to 15 years, that showed up in my relationships with, with the different women that I was in relationships with. Because I was always very big on over-delivering. And if I really loved 
I over, over delivered on that. I loved very hard. And every single time I did that, it backfired. It didn't work. And then I get, I think to myself, why, you know, like, Hey man, I'm given my, I'm fucking giving you so much of me. I'm doing whatever I can to make you love me as much as I'm loving you treat you like a queen. And yet it backfired. Right. So I'm, I'm, I look at that now and I'm like, bro, you're, what you were doing in those moments, it's 2.22 p.m. I just got to speak because the universe is connected with us. And that's a really big sign for me because those are my numbers, 2.22. Um, I think about that. And I'm like, you're just showing your insecurities because you're just, it's like I'm giving so much to these relationships that I'm afraid of, I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. So I think I have to show up. I have to give them more, more, more to show them that I'm really serious. But it's like more, more, more because you're so insecure about yourself. You know, you don't have that self-worth and that self-confidence and that belief that, hey, just show up as your real self and the person will love you naturally the way you love them, right? It's like I was afraid that if I didn't show up and I didn't give and give and give that I was going to lose them, but I lost them anyway, you know? But again, I talk about these relationships because a lot of us are afraid to be alone and a lot of us do that. It's the same thing for me, you know, I was afraid to be alone. And now I've been single for the last three years and it's the best thing that I ever did in my life. You know, your, your fear that stops you from living your life, it's that fear that if you move towards that fear, it will set you free. And it set me free, you know? So the relationships that I had, it was all a lesson. It was all a test. It was, it was necessary. I needed to go through that because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have understood myself. I wouldn't have returned to myself. I wouldn't have come back and said, Hey man, the person that you're looking for, the person that's going to make you happy, whole and content within yourself is the person in the mirror. And I'm blessed to be able to have realized that because there's a lot of people out there that were never taught that. I was never taught that. And we're not taught that. We're not taught to love ourselves. You know, I think that it's very, very disappointing. In a sense, because what it's what it does is it it's a disconnection from the self. We're not we're not connected with ourselves. The the one person in your life that that you should love the most is your love. Is you. Because if you don't love you, how? How how can you love the world? How can you love others if you don't love you? You know, it's, it's just old culture. It's old programming. It's the struggle that our ancestors went through. It's the way of life that was 50 or 100 years ago or even longer that we're always programmed and conditioned to see how our parents raised us and the struggle that they went through and the, the, the way that they 
gave and gave and gave and did did whatever they could to survive and gave 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 to their children gave to their family gave to others right and that becomes just an unconscious destructive habitual behavior because then you're programmed you you see that you grow up with that and then you do that you repeat that you repeat that cycle right so you never ever form that love and that connection within yourself. So that means that you'll never form your true version of yourself. You'll never form to live authentically and be original because you're so unconscious and you're just always giving to the world, giving to others, making sure that you raise your children right, making sure that you are showing up and giving to others all the time. And that's where we have this disconnection with ourselves because we've never ever been taught to really spend time alone to really discover who we truly are, to really be more conscious and present and know that, hey, if I give myself that love, affection and attention, then I'll be able to show up fully. I'll be able to show up fully in my life because when I'm full, as I have filled myself and I'm still in the process you know, sometimes I get a little bit depleted and I have to fill my cup. I have to fill myself up again. And it's a constant journey. It's never to say that, hey, I've worked on myself for the last three years. I'm completely full. I'm going to stay like that forever. And I'm done because it's a continuation. Life is a journey. But I would not be able to be here, show up for you, project such positive energy and be the best version of myself if I hadn't filled myself up if I hadn't given myself that time, if I hadn't moved to Chicago, if I hadn't moved to the Shaolin Temple in China, if I didn't have that drive within me to go, you know what, I can change, I can live a better life, I can be better. It's hard. It's not easy. And you know what, it's not for everyone either. But my purpose is to, to share with you my experience of my own personal growth and development and investment, because it shows you what's possible. I know that everyone's in different situations. I know there's people that are watching or listening that have children that uh, may be going through a divorce, or maybe you're going through some sort of other struggle in your life. And you're different to me. You didn't get to take that time to yourself. You've never tried to invest in yourself. You've never even looked at yourself in the mirror and said, Hey, I'm proud of you. I love you. You know, we're taught to love others before we love ourselves. And so this journey for me over the last 15 years, finishing school, I didn't like school. I wasn't good at it. I was always getting in trouble, right? And again, that made me feel insecure because a lot of people around me finishing school, everyone's going to university, everyone goes to get a job or whatever it is. And there I was confused as to what I'm going to do. And so I just got a job in a call center, market research. And, you know, at the time going through that journey of life and then working with my brother-in-law, working on eBay, selling perfumes, all of that wasn't even aware. Like, did anybody ever ask me a question and say, what do you love to do? What's your passion? You know, what's your dream job? And I come to think about it. And I'm like, even if you did ask me when I was 21 or 22 or 23 years old, I would have said, I don't know. And so if you're at a point in your life right now where you're not happy or 
you feel drained or you're not living with purpose or you don't know what your passion is, that's okay. Because the more that you become aware, the more that you will start to think. And that is the process of my evolution of how I found this passion for speaking, how I grew this confidence, how I grew out of my unconscious self, how I healed my inner child, how I really developed into this more confident and more aware, positive, radiating guy is the evidence through these last three years of how I did that. And there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of inner critiquing that goes on that will stop you from becoming the better version of yourself. And it's that self-awareness and understanding your thoughts, because remember, you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. And if you can start being obs, if you can start observing your thoughts instead of allowing those thoughts to control you, then your life will change because you have control. But a lot of the times we're so unconscious because we have so many thoughts that go through our mind every single day. I think it's about 80,000. And most of those thoughts, they control us. So when you can start to hear those voices, hear that inner villain, right? Because that inner villain doesn't want you to win. That inner villain wants you to stay in your comfort zone, to do what's familiar. Because it's comfortable. It's safe, right? That's the primitive mind. That's the mind that we have is designed to keep us safe. It doesn't want to grow. It doesn't want to expand. It wants you to stay there right? You form these habits in your life and you become the person you are through everything that you've gone through. And what's familiar is the better option because there's no resistance. It's just safe, right? So I have had to do a lot of work on myself. And as I mentioned before, February, 2018, I got news that my grandmother passed away. I went to Poland with my, my dad and I saw him weep for the first time in my life. You know, his, his personality and his love language is very different. He's the kind of guy that when you say, I love you, he doesn't say, I love you back. He says, thank you. <laughs> right. Does anyone know people like that? Everyone's different. It's okay. Right. Everyone expresses themselves differently. And, and to see him upset, something that I haven't seen um, in my life, I think that hit me. And the fact that obviously it was a family member that we had lost. At the time, you know, I was selling cocaine. I was using it a lot. I was drinking a lot. I had a very avid social life. And, um, and I was really using the drugs and the alcohol to escape my life. I wanted to be on that level of confidence and self-worth when I was under the influence. Cause when I was under the influence, that's how I wanted to feel in real life. That's the truth. That's how I look at it now. Because when I was on that under the influence of those drugs and alcohol and alcohol is a drug as well, but it gave me that confidence that I wanted to have. And I felt good. It empowered me. Same thing as being in a bar and, Every time we went out, there was no time that I ever went out when I didn't have cocaine with me because it gave me that extra boost, gave me more confidence to dance with a girl, gave me more confidence to 
uh, to speak to a girl, for example. And I definitely know that I was lacking a lot with my insecurities, with low self-esteem, and even with speaking to people in a group setting, let's say at work. And I sometimes question that. I'm like, why were you afraid to introduce yourself? You know, how many of you out there have ever been in, say, a meeting and maybe it's at work and you're in like a, a boardroom and there's seven to 10 people and the facilitator says to you, look, guys, it's great to be here with you. This is my name. Uh, before we start the meeting, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. And the moment that that would happen, even though I was there, I was still pushing myself to get out of my comfort zone and be part of this group. That moment that would come for me to introduce myself, I would be so anxious. My face would go red and I'd be so nervous just about introducing myself. You know, who can relate? Who can relate to that? I'm, I, hope, I hope you can. I'm sure you can. I know there's a lot of us out there that have struggled with that. And I think about that now and I'm just like, wow, it was so hard for me to say, hi, my name's Luke. I'm a driver tester at Botany. I have four older sisters and I have 10 nieces and nephews. And it's great to be here with you guys. I look forward to the conversation. How hard was that? But yet our lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, low self-worth, our perception is so powerful that we immediately, it's, it's like a, it's an unconscious destructive habitual paradigm that we have. And it's that inner voice as well that shuts you down and says, oh shit, I've got to speak in front of these people. Um, what are they going to think of me? What if I say it wrong? We immediately allow other people to judge us before the fact. And so that's why the fear, false evidence appearing real. In our mind, we've already created the future about what's going to happen, you know? So that was something that I had to definitely become more aware of. But through the journey of seeing my uh, dad, weep, cry, come back to Australia. I had this awakening and I used to say that, you know what? My grandmother came with me. Her spirit came with me back to Australia and she was with me. And possibly one of those days somehow entered my spirit or my energy and just tapped me on my shoulder or spoke to me and just said, Luke, it's time for you to wake up, bro. <laughs> it's time for you to wake up, bro. And I remember my cousin in Poland telling me as well after the funeral saying, you know, she, she said to me, don't drink alcohol, don't take drugs and you'll live a better life. And I remember that conversation because I was guilty of that right? And hey, I'm not saying I'm perfect. And I'm not sitting here saying I've never taken any drugs or alcohol ever again. Right? I think you have to be under your own 
um, awareness and self-control to do what you feel is right for you. And this is not about projecting that I'm this perfect person that after I went through all of that, that now I show up and I'm just a completely different version and I'm, you know, nice and clean and all that kind of shit. I still love to have a drink every now and then, but not all the time. Uh, you have to have your priorities straight. You have to know what's important um, and you have to allow that to, uh, to, to be uh, the stronghold of, you know, your reality because it's easy for you to fall back into the old habits and old ways of who you used to be. But, you know, I'm so deep now after three years of this investment in personal growth and, and development and uh, self-love uh, that there's no possible way for me to go back to who I used to be. That's just a um, different version of myself. And I love that guy because he was just doing what he thought was right for him at the time, you know? Uh, a lot of the times we can look back at life with regret and we can say, oh my God, I can't believe how stupid I was. I can't believe I did those things. And we can judge ourselves so much. And that self-judgment is really negative And that doesn't allow us to grow and be pure because we're holding on to that resentment. And that resentment is something that is not going to help us be a better version of ourselves. And so you have to look back at your past and actually look back with gratitude and say, wow, you know, I went through those things in my life and they were all necessary. All those heartbreaking relationships, they were all necessary. All those embarrassing moments, they were all necessary. Everything that happened to you was a lesson. You know, that sexually abusive relationship, as traumatizing as it may be, that divorce as heartbreaking and destructive as that may be for your children and for yourself. It happened to you for a reason. There's a lesson there, but you've got to pay attention to the lesson. Every single day that you live, there's lessons. And if we can learn to be more self-aware and learn to understand the lessons, even when it's freaking hard, if we can pay attention to the silver linings in the lessons and the hindsight formula, then we'll be able to move a lot more in an effective manner forward in our lives. You know, I think about my relationship back in 2012 and I was about to get married. I really loved this girl. I invested a lot of time into this relationship, a lot of money, a lot of effort. I gave, I over-delivered as I do, not only with my relationships and love, uh, but also with my work and speaking and motivating and showing up on social media. I always over-deliver. That's, um, that's my, I guess, stronghold, my uniqueness. You know, It's something that I'm passionate about. I really believe that giving starts the receiving process. And if you're not willing to give, and give and give, you'll never receive. So the fact that I was rejected and that I didn't end up getting married and that this person wasn't ready to, you know, give their life to this new possible reality and this new journey of marriage hurt me so bad. I was heartbroken. A lot of people around me were like, how the hell is he doing this? I can't believe he's only known her for a month and he's asked her to get married. And then eight months later, they're supposed to get married, right? And at the time, I was just very influenced by people around me as well. My parents were asking me, when are you getting married? I'm 27 years old. You're getting older. Hurry up. You know, you look around and other people are in relationships. Other people are having kids and my sisters are all married and there's lots of kids there. And it's just like, you know, you, you feel the pressure. 
So you kind of naturally just go that way and, and you find something and you think that's the one I'm going to go for it. But the point of it is, is that I followed my heart and I did what I thought was right, but it didn't work out for me. And that's the beautiful thing that in the moment I was distraught in the moment, I felt pain in the moment. I still went to, you know, overseas. I still invited my family to come to the wedding and it didn't happen. Right. But in the moment, I know the pain is hard. The trauma is hard. The heartbreak is hard. But in hindsight, in silver lining, wow, I wouldn't be here if I'd got married. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be this built up. I wouldn't be this strong. I wouldn't be this extraordinary. I wouldn't be this amazing. Because I wouldn't have gone through those other relationships even that I felt heartbroken or let down. So whatever it is, and even when my grandmother passed away, it was hard. It was painful. But wow, she came to wake me up. She said, don't be sad. I've lived an amazing life, 95 years old. It's time for you now to wake up, Luke. It's time for you now to let go of what's weighing you down. Let go of the drugs. Let go of the people around you that are influencing you in a way that's not helping you be a better person. Let go of what's draining you. Start doing what's right for you and not what's right for others. Start saying yes to you and saying no to others. Because again, it's what about self-love, loving yourself, saying yes to you. But we're programmed and trained in a way that we have to show up to others and say yes to others and be at others' parties and be at others' birthdays and, and, and say yes to the world all the time, you know? And I'm still living with this mindset that I say yes to me more than I say yes to others. This is the reality and the truth. If you want growth, you have to be relentless. You have to focus on what you want. And you have to continue to put in that time and say yes to you. And so it was that moment in 2018 coming back from the funeral looking at my life and saying okay i'm going to move to poland that was my first decision i'm going to move to poland and that was the one decision that absolutely changed my life and so and so my first video on instagram back in 2018 was it's that one decision that's going to change your life. Turn right, create your own road, and leave a trail. And that's exactly what I did. I turned right. I stopped following the crowd, and I turned right, and I said, I'm done. And from that, it started a domino effect of new decisions and opening my mind to new possibilities of what could happen if I started focusing on me and my future and stopped focusing on the people around me and giving my time away, right? And you have to value yourself. You have to value your self-worth. You have to value who you are as a person and what you bring to the marketplace. And if you're giving yourself away all the time to your friends and the people around you and even your family, then you're constantly losing yourself and you don't really know who you are, right? And from that point on, from that point on, excuse me for a second, from that point on, 
I then made a decision to move out of my apartment. From that point on, I made a decision to stop using drugs. From that point on, I started to quit using alcohol. From that point on, I decided to save money. And then from that point on, the next question was, okay, if you're going to move to Poland, what are you going to do? And I felt this big connection with Poland because my parents are Polish and I grew up in the culture and I just thought, you know, that's who I am. That's my calling. And I was also very inspired. And uh, my family in Poland, uh, who I saw living quite a successful life, I also was influenced by them a lot as well, because I believe that, wow, if they can make it there. So can I, you know, it's possible to have a really good life because not everyone in Poland is successful and has an amazing life. It's a struggle. It's not easy. You can't get paid very good money that easily so watching them also gave me that desire to go you know what I want to go there and live that kind of life so it came to this question that I had to ask myself and maybe you can ask yourself today the question what do I love what do I love what do I love to do you know I asked myself I said man if you want to go to Poland you can't just go there and get a normal job. You want to do something that you love. So what do you love? That was the question that I asked myself. What do you love? And the only two things that I could come up with at that time was I love to rap and I love going to the gym. That's the only two things I could, I could come up with. And so rapping was out of the question because I was like, oh, you're not a rapper, you know. But I was like, well, fitness, okay. You know, I've always gone to the gym. And so I decided to open a gym and I'm like, okay, let's open a gym. So there I went off, starting to research, go on YouTube, how to open a gym, started researching different gym franchises and stuff like that and seeing how I could make this possible. I even started a page on, on Twitter uh, and the gym was called Red Fit Pump. Type it into Twitter and you'll see it's still there right? Because I really believed in it. I thought that this is my calling. This is what I'm going to do. But it was that decision. Again, just because look, a lot of people sometimes uh, are very hard on themselves because you, you, you dabble in a lot of things. You take action, you do a course, you don't finish it, you start another one. Then you see something else and you go, oh, I'm going to try that now. And you, you find yourself dabbling in all these different things. And then you kind of see that you're not really going anywhere because you're confused. You're not sure what you should be doing. And I say to you now, if you're dabbling, it's great, right? Because what I did is I'm continu I've continuously dabbled until I found the right thing that I was supposed to be doing. Because if you don't take action, the thing about dabbling is it's great because you're taking action. It's better than sitting on the sidelines and watching the other people in the field. It's better than sitting there and just going, I'm not sure what to do. So because I'm not sure, I'm not going to do anything. But it's having the courage and the strength to go, you know what? Fuck, I'm just going to do it. Even if I'm not sure. Because when I do it, I'm going to learn and I'm going to feel it. And it's going to, you're going to feel it within yourself. Is it right or is it wrong? So that's what happened. I started to focus on that. I started to plan that. I started to think that, oh my God, I'm going to open a gym. And that took me to the next phase of my growth, which was, hey, bro, if you want to open a gym, if you want to be a fitness coach or a director of this gym or someone who is a facilitator or who manages 
the gym, for example, and you want to be someone who's speaking in front of people because that's what you're going to have to do. That allowed me to realize that I had a fear of public speaking because I thought about it. I was like, oh, shit, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, you know, I've had experiences in my work that I'm very anxious and I'm very insecure and I do not like to talk in front of people. So that took me to the next phase. And during my time on YouTube and getting motivated and trying to learn as much as I could about the gym, it then opened the door for these ads that came through from Mind Valley, which is a online personal development platform. And then I found this one course and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this course. It seems like the right thing for me to do it was about unblocking your abundance and whatever's blocked inside of you to release all of that so that you can be more whole and more uh, real and, and release any trauma or negative energy within you so that you can be more pure and, and, and be more at peace with who you are. I started to do that. Then I bought another three and a half thousand dollar course for becoming a fitness coach. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have a gym, I need to, I need to uh, have the experience and the qualifications of understanding the fitness game and this whole new world that I'm investing time and believing it's going to happen. And so I invested already in two courses. And then this third one came along and it was called Speak and Inspire. And it was like about speaking. It was about communication. And I was like, oh, wow, this seems like an amazing thing. But I've already invested like four and a half thousand dollars into these two courses. And I'm like, how am I going to afford this? And I'm watching this webinar and I'm thinking, man, if I finish with this and this is like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars, there's no way I can do it. I can't afford it. It's too much. And funny enough, I scrolled down after the web webinar. I looked at it and it was three hundred and ninety nine dollars. And I was sold, man. I was like, I am buying this. And this is a part of my journey, which was the pinnacle of awakening, the pinnacle of my personal transformation, the awakening of Luke mind power, the awakening of the belief within myself that I was enough, that I was good enough, that my voice mattered. And that if I could learn to continue to invest and take action, that I would be able to deliver, that I would be able to speak, that I would be able to inspire people, that I could stand up in front of people and, and be that light in someone else's darkness. And that's exactly what happened when I started to do this course. And what happening, what, what happening, what, sorry. <laughs> that's a, okay, what happening? There's a new saying. Um, what happened there, even though I was dabbling, right? I got so invested and fell in love with the community and this course that I let those other programs go, even though I'd invested four and a half thousand dollars into them. And I focused on this one because I'd found that connection. I was tuned in. It was connecting with my heart. Right. And the rest is history. And here I am. This is why I'm here because part of that course, right. 
was to learn to accept yourself, was to learn to love yourself. Not only the amazing, extraordinary teacher, Lisa Nichols, motivational, inspirational speaker, transformational coach, but the strategies that I learned on how to communicate and how to effectively connect with you as an individual through social media and in person really, really has helped me develop as a personality, as a public figure, as a speaker. And it taught me how to love myself. And it's something that I always talk about and I will continue to talk about it for the rest of my life because the majority of us don't love ourselves for who we are. And we don't think that our voice matters. We don't think that it's valuable enough. Our opinion has enough credit. So from that, started the next journey, the next phase of, oh my God, I have a voice. I can show up and I can speak and I can share my truth and my wisdom. And it made me realize that, hey, bro, you know what? You are a really good communicator. You're really good at connecting with people. You really make people feel safe and secure and content. And there's a belief and there's this energy that you project that when people listen to you and watch you, they feel like, wow, inspired. People want to be around you. And I always dismiss that. I always dismissed the possibility that I could be something more than a driving examiner. I remember a, a fellow colleague, a workmate saying to me, hey, man, you'd be a great manager. You'd be a great coordinator. And I completely dismissed it because I was like, nah, man, I'm cool. I just want to, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm, I'm not a people person. I don't like confrontational situations. I don't want to be in the front line where I'm having to deal with problems. But it's beautiful because people saw in me what I didn't see in myself. And so that's where I come into this journey of your life, right? And I say, hey, sometimes you got to let someone else have the vision for you when you don't have the vision for yourself. Sometimes you got to let me come into your life. And I do that through my personal development coaching. You got to allow me to come in and shine the light for you so that you can see until you build yourself up enough so that you can be the light and shine that light yourself. It takes time. People say that, you know, you can form a new habit in 21 days. And I say that that is ludicrous. It's the consistency and the time and the patience that you have within yourself to know that, hey, if I want change, I need to put in the work every single day consistently consistently over a long period of time. And that may be a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. And like myself, it's coming up to three years now where I have had to put the time in to work on myself, on my habits, on my mindset, on my self-awareness, on my self-confidence, on my podcast, on my YouTube channel, on my coaching, 
on my own positivity, on my own self-love, on my own fitness. It's all part of the process. It's all part of that investment. It's all part of building this new framework. It's all part of neuroplasticity and rewiring your mind because your mind is so programmed over the last 30 years of your life. If you can imagine, that's a long time. And they say 80% of your subconscious mind is already created by the time you're seven years old. So after seven, if you are 30 right now or 37, that's 30 years if you're 30, for example, after from seven, you're 30, right? That's 30 years of life of programming. And you think that change can happen in an instant or in 21 days, then you're kidding yourself. And it's really true to understand that. It's really valuable to understand that because the more that you can understand that, the more that you'll understand that success is not just around the corner. Your happiness is not just around the corner. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's very easy for me to... Uh, to talk about loving yourself and talk about believing in yourself and reaching new heights in your life. And it's all possible for you. And yes, it is, but have patience. When I first started showing up on social media and showing up as this empowering, motivating and doing interviews with people and inspiring and sharing my truth and wisdom, I really believed that, oh, I've got this new life and oh my God, I'm going to be famous. And oh my God, um, people are going to just want to talk to me and, you know, I'm so motivating and uh, success is mine and everything's just going to happen. I really believed in that, but that was a lie. That was not the truth, right? That was my ego. That was my ego going, yeah, 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 you're good, bro. You know, you got this, but it was not reality. Here I am three years later at the highest level of confidence that I've ever been in my life. And if you have a look on my TikTok account, you will see, there's another alter ego, another side of myself, this character, Hans from Austria, and he's a really funny guy. And I have to tell you with honest truth that to be able to be that character, to be able to play that role, it takes confidence, self-confidence that you have to develop. You don't all of a sudden just instantly become this new version of yourself and show up like that. It's through your pain and your challenges and your life discovery and self-attention and awareness to taking action because every action you take counts, even if it's the wrong decision, even if it's the wrong decision. So after that, I quit my job. And from 2019, I went to Los Angeles I went to do a, a personal development conference. I went and spoke in front of 30 people. That started the journey. Then I went and visited my cousin in Chicago for a few days. Then I came back to Australia and it was a continuation of my own path and self-discovery and tuning into what was right for me. And once I realized that this new version of myself was evolving, Poland was out of the question. I didn't even think about Poland anymore. And I was like, no, I'm not moving to Poland. That's not who I am. That was a facade. That was a lie. Because really what happened is I came back to my true self and I was like, wow, you know what? I'm not Polish. I'm Australian. I was born in Australia. 
but Australia is just a continent and really we're from earth and we're all humans. And I don't even like to distinguish that, Hey, this is where I live. So this is who I am. It's not my identity is human and my identity is consciousness. And my identity is exactly like you guys. We're all the same, but somehow we've been programmed to believe that because of our ethnicities and our cultures and our religions and languages that we speak, that we're all different and we have to put into, be put into all these different boxes. And that's a lie, you know? So I had to tune into what was right for me. And I tuned in to say, hey, you know what? This is who I really am. And so moving forward there, I started to really connect and say, what does Luke need? For Luke to grow and be the best version of himself and to be the real authentic version of himself, what does he need? And I tuned in and I was like, man, he needs time away. He needs to get away from his family, from his friends. He needs to just go. He needs to have time off. He needs a time out. This is, this is where transformation begins. This is where self-discovery begins. When you leave the environment, when you leave the familiar, when you leave the 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 influences of the world that have shaped your existence for how many years that you've been alive because what you want to do is you want to stay safe and again that's the primitive mind you want to your mind wants to protect you from from anything unfamiliar it doesn't want you to grow it doesn't want you to expand and so doing something different for me i felt the pull and immediately when i came back after two weeks in america i was like on the phone to my cousin and i was like hey I've got a conference opportunity to go to a conference in April in San Diego. If I come back to America, would I be able to stay with you for three months? I'd love to come to Chicago and stay with you. Mind you, this was the first time I ever met her. She's my, my, my dad's cousin's daughter. I'd never seen her or met her in, in my life. And I just reached out to her. And after meeting her once, I came back to Australia. I called her up again. I said, I'd love to come and stay with you for three months. And she said, sure, we'd love to have you. So four weeks later, there I am on a flight back to America, doing the conference, did the personal development, and I'm back in Chicago. And so I'm back in Chicago. I'm doing my thing. I'm living at my cousin's house. I'm on Instagram live. I'm interviewing people every day. I interview a friend of mine from Boston, I think. Mark Pies, and he says to me, bro, you're in Chicago. Man, do you know how many open mics there are in Chicago? You could really grow your confidence as a speaker if you went to these open mics and signed up and waited for your turn to get up and speak on the microphone. And when he said that to me, I immediately shit myself and I was like, no way. There's like people, musicians, comedians, all these different kind of people and I was like, oh, man, that's out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to do that. And I had to think about it a little bit more after that Instagram live. And there I went and I searched on Google and I was like, open mic, Chicago. And all these different places came up. And I picked one because it said it was the best. Uncommon ground, Chicago. And there I went the next day. I said to my cousin, would it be okay if I use the car? And I'm so blessed they gave me, a, I had a car to drive. So there I was driving downtown Chicago on the highways and going to this open mic to speak. And I was really nervous. And I was the last person that I walked into that open mic room and it was full of people and everyone was singing. Most people were singing and there was a couple of comedians, I think. But I was just sitting there and saying, hey, you can do this, man. You can do this. It was only five minutes. 
And I got up there. And I just started talking. And I repeated that. I repeated that for about four weeks. I think I went like twice a week or three times a week. Not only did I grow confidence, but I got to meet people. I got to meet others. I got to meet another Australian guy that was a singer. Now we're friends. I got to meet comedians that was, I'm still friends with some people that I met there that are living in Chicago. But not that I grew my self-confidence because I, I, it gave me more awareness to go, hey, you know, you're good enough, bro. You can do this. You know, there I was as well in those moments speaking. And I was thinking, if I'm good enough, I'm going to get a round of applause and people are going to be like, oh, my God, who are you? But no, it wasn't the case. Everyone was just there to build on their craft to be better versions of themselves, to grow their artistry of being a better musician and practicing, right? Repetition is the mother of skill. And all these singers and comedians were there to grow themselves. And that for me was inspirational. You know, and I learned that, you know what? Some of these people really don't care about what I'm talking about. They're just here to do their thing. But with all respect, everybody that would stand up, deliver, do their thing, and then sit down, they would wait and they would watch all the people. They wouldn't leave. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So you could really feel the love in these open mic um, places that I went to. And after about two weeks, I grew the confidence to sing on stage. I've always loved rap. And I sang, uh, I'll See You When You Get There by Coolio. I've always loved that song and I've always uh, known the lyrics to that song. And I thought, you know what? If others can sing on stage, so can I. And so I did. And it was an amazing experience. And I was like, wow, I did that. But that's just a fraction. It's just a fraction of the personal development and self-discovery journey of my life experience you know, to attain that real, real success in life. It's these little things that you have to do with a continuation, with consistency every day. It doesn't just, you don't, you know, unless you're, but I'm sure Justin Bieber would have been singing since he was a kid. People can look at him and say, oh, they found him and he went on the Ellen show and all of a sudden he became famous and he was just amazing. But I'm sure he did a lot of work before that. People say one hit wonder. So after that, I came back to Australia a few months later. I went to Europe. I came back and I was ready to go to Florida because I'd been offered to speak at a conference. Long story short, that never happened. But I was inspired by the fact that someone valued my speaking and someone valued my work so much that it inspired them to say, hey, I would like him to speak on my stage at a conference. And that never happened. But my next step for me to grow and move forward in my life was I grew this connection again with self-discovery and wanting to leave the familiar and be in the unfamiliar. 
And in 2018, when I was talking to a friend of mine, because he was saying he wanted to move to Poland as well, he said, hey, before I go to Poland, I'm going to go to Thailand. And I want to do like some Muay Thai kickboxing. At the time, a few days later, that sparked my mind and opened my mind a bit because I was like, wow, I'd love to do that. That'd be great. Imagine going to Thailand and boxing and this and that. And I was watching a Bruce Lee movie, a documentary, and I was inspired by his athleticism and his wisdom and his just amazing way of, of strength. And he was very motivating. And it made me think, and I thought, wow, imagine I went to China. Imagine I found a Kung Fu school. Imagine I could learn to be like Bruce Lee. And then I started looking on the internet and I was like typing in Kung Fu schools. So I found one, I reached out to them, but I never ended up following through. A year and a half later, end of 2019, November, I reach out to the same school and I say, I'd love to come there and live in the Shaolin Temple in China. Give me some more information. And a couple of weeks later, I didn't go to Florida. I went straight to China. And it's amazing that time has gone so quick. It's already been a year. Like this time last year, I was in China. I was living in the Shaolin Temple. Extraordinary. One of the best things I've ever done in my life. You know, a lot of people around me, especially family, didn't understand me again. They were like, why the freaking hell would you go there? Why are you doing this for? Why would you go to China? Why would you go to a Buddhist temple? You know, I was raised Catholic. Right. My mom was like, oh, my God, don't go to China. It's communist. Right. Out of your comfort zone. Different environment. It was such a peaceful place. It taught me so much gratitude. It taught me so much personal development, living with all these different people. And all these different people became your family. We worked together. We grew together. We exercised together. We meditated together. I ate veggies and rice, which was pissing me off for so many days because it was the same food, but it was what we had. And you had to appreciate the fact that you actually had food to eat. So this kind of self-discovery journey that I've been on ended in China in February. I came back to Australia and then I got to work with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, DJ Danilo and, uh, and help him with his personal growth development and uh, living his passion and truth. But not only that, I got to work with my sister who was dealing with a bit of anxiety, feeling depleted, feeling uh, anxious um, and coming to the realization that, Hey, you know what? Your cup is empty. You've given so much of your time to your husband, your kids, your family, all the time you're showing up for others, but you never actually spend that conscious intentional time to give to yourself. And that's something definitely that we all are guilty of. And so I spent a bit of time with her to help her heal, to help her grow, to help her build new habits, to help her love herself more and understand the value that she brings to the marketplace to build up that self-worth and that self-confidence because that's something that we're all missing. We can always grow. We can always be better. And then that led me to moving back to my parents' house because I haven't lived with my parents for over 16 years and so now i've been here for about nine months and it's been an incredible journey it's been one of the best things that i've done in my life to come back to uh, my parents house and build a relationship with them so it's been a long journey and there's been a lot that has happened 
but that is a bit of an insight into my story, into um, how I got to where I'm at. There's still so much more, and I'm going to continue this on the next episode. So stay tuned for part two, because as I start to speak, as I start to invest, as I start to get into my flow state, it definitely uh, expands the conversation and the awareness of what I'm going through. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about. So I hope that you have uh, been inspired by my story. I hope that you connect with me. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe. There's a lot of amazing content on there. Just type in Luke Mindpower or you can find the link in the show notes below. Um, and uh, check me out on TikTok if you want some laughs because there's a lot of funny stuff going on over there. Um, and uh, I really love to hear from you. So if you do have any questions, be, by all means, uh, leave a comment on my YouTube channel, one of the videos, ask me a question. Maybe I can create uh, some content for you so that I can address what you're going through in your life because uh, we all are going through something. And this is not just about me. This is about connecting. This is about building our family so that we can grow together uh, and be better, better versions of ourselves. Um, so yeah, there's just so much. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be here with you guys. And I really look forward to continuing to inspire uh, and working with you guys. And if you are interested in personal development coaching uh, that I do offer, you can email me lukemindpower at gmail.com. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to speaking with you, inspiring you, um, and helping you really, really Get in touch with your power place. Get in touch with the love that you have within yourself, filling up your cup so that you can live a freaking extraordinary life. I'll talk to you very soon. This is Luke Mindpower signing out and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. This is Luke Mindpower. And on behalf of myself, my team and my special guests, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share this with your friends and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. Share with us and the world on how you were inspired and what you learned from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn that into your TV so that you can stay positive and continue your journey towards inner peace and love. The link is in the show notes. If you're looking for some laughter, check out your favorite comedian, Hot Hans, as he continues his adventures of Australia daily on TikTok. Just type in Luke Mindpower or hashtag Hot Hans, H-O-T-H-A-N-Z, and you will find him there. Remember, guys, we are in this together, and I'm so happy to be connected with you. Our lives matter, and it is through these platforms that we can keep in close proximity and know I am with you. I love you all. Bless up and have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.